open your Bible to page 1010, and we'll be there in a moment. 1010. You'll be in the book of Romans, and we're going to be looking at a very interesting verse. Now, you know, it's, you, you know when you preach that, like, it's hard to have a message that everybody really could say, well, boy, I needed that, or that's, that's something I deal with. I mean, it's, you know, we're all different. You're just preaching to all kind of, you know, different ages and different backgrounds and different everything. But then there are those times that you say, well, I'm on to something today we all have in common. And you say, well, what is it? Well, here's what it is. We all have in common uh, life uh, life pressures, life struggles. We just, you know, that's just part of life. And maybe like Margaret's going through one right now. Perhaps you're going through one. May not be you personally, maybe an aging parent. Uh, it may be a, a list of things, but in life, at some point, we're all going to feel these pressures of trying to take care of what needs taken care of, do what needs doing. Now, so we have all that in common. Now, here's what we all don't have in common. What we don't all have in common is when we're going through life pressures, we don't all deal with them the same way. You say, well, obviously not. We're all different. Well, we are all different in a lot of ways. We're all the same in a lot of ways. But, you know, as you just look at the, at the big picture and watch people going through life pressures, like some handle that one way or try to, some handle it another way or try to, and the list is almost endless. For example, some people, when they go through life pressures, the, the just things happen in life, it just feel like a heavy weight has come upon them. There are those that go on budget-busting spending. Like, I've had people say to me, Pastor, to be honest with you, when when I feel pressures in life and I'm going through these kind of things that my outlet, I just go on a spending spree. And it just, it kind of, for the moment, of course, what's going to happen, they're going to have another life pressure come on when the bill comes in. Well, that's one way. Now, you know, another, another, uh, like some people, when they, when they feel the pressures of life, uh, they, they just go on a, an eating binge. You know, some people say, you know, I've gained some weight. And the reason is I, I'm going through something hard and it just seems like my, my way of coping with this is I just keep going, eat, 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 eat. Well, they're trying to deal with that. Others turn to alcohol. You know, I was reading the other day that uh, last year, over $500 million in tranquilizers was prescribed to calm people down in America. Well, you know... I guess if you just keep taking the tranquilizers, you say kind of calm down. Well, there's a, there's a much better way. And we all go through various things in life. I think most of us in this room can, can relate to that. The, the best thing to do is turn to the Bible because the Bible helps us no matter what we're going through in life. I was thinking yesterday, yesterday was a very significant day for Dottie, well, for our family. It was three years ago yesterday, three years ago yesterday, it happened to be on a Thursday afternoon that 
we were out where Dottie was having what we thought was a routine test. Dr. Sutton, Ron, that you know Dr. Sutton well. He had said to Dottie, I need to give you this test before I change your medication. I don't even think the test I'm going to give is, is, I don't even know why I'm going to do it, but I just think that's what I need to do. And so we went, it was three years ago yesterday. And of course that afternoon we learned that, uh, you know, uh, that she had lymphoma. And so yesterday we kind of celebrated that that was three years ago, and here we are three years later. And uh, one of the things that we did yesterday, and I, I shouldn't even tell this because you're just going to think I'm crazy. But if you've heard Dottie or me give that testimony about that Thursday when we drove to Houston to have the test, and I mean, she was just doing great. We didn't even know why we were having the test. We just needed some different medication. That, do you remember this? I said that all the way to Houston, our struggle was where we were going to eat. Do you remember me telling that? Because I wanted to go eat one place after the test, and she wanted to go eat another place. If you remember, she won, you know? She won. Well, we, got, we went to take the test, and when we got the results, we said, my, we hadn't anticipated this. Well, we went to probably my favorite hamburger place in Houston, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because you'd be very disappointed. You'd be very disappointed, <laughs> but we went there and 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 we we I'm not, I'm not sure we ate much, but we went there. Well, yesterday we went back to that same favorite hamburger place, and I'm not going to tell you the name. It, it, you know, and we we ironically when we went in, the same little booth was empty, vacant, and we went and sat in that little booth and reminisced over how God. And his word had helped us during these past three years. Now, you, you have stories just like that you could tell. And so we just celebrated that yesterday. And, and then last night, we had another celebration. Dot is big on celebrations. And um, we had another celebration where she wanted to get food and take it to John's house. And, and uh, she wanted it from a restaurant that would not have been my choice, but... Uh, as a wise and understanding husband wanting to keep his wife, we did just what she wanted to do. But anyway, having said that, I want to show you a verse in the Bible that tells us why the Bible helps us when we're going through life struggles. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, the Bible says, whatever things were written before, now that's talking about the Old Testament scriptures. It said all these things that were written in the Old Testament, written, why were they written? They were written for our learning, that we through the patience. Now, this word patience and it, it is translated, it, it comes from a Greek word that's used elsewhere in the Bible, and it's the idea of perseverance. It's the idea of, of endurance when you're going through something very, very hard, a, a pressure of life, a weight in life. He said, okay, you have all these Old Testament stories, and they're, they're in the Bible, according to what the Word of God says, to teach us and to help us know how to endure. And then this word, and comfort, that the idea is encouragement to encourage us uh, the, in the Scriptures that we might have hope. So this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It reminds us that all these Bible stories we have in the Old Testament, they're there not just to tell us what happened to all these people. They're there as examples 
They're there to teach us. They're there to comfort us. They're there to encourage us. And it is a wonderful, wonderful thing. To do what? To endure under pressure. And what? And not only that, encourage us in the process. Now, you know, here's the interesting thing about the Bible. One of the things that makes me appreciate the Bible so much, as you read the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, but in the New as well, but in the Old, you have all these biographical stories. Have you ever thought, the Holy Spirit didn't try to cover up any bad thing about these people. I mean, all these people in these biographical stories weren't what you and I would call saints. I mean, I mean, David, the Bible says, a man after God's own heart. Well, he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had Uriah, husband, kill. Uh, and yet he confessed to that and God used him in a mighty way. So we, but we have all these examples to, to say, hey, you know, here you read about this person and look how they handle the pressures of life. Now, listen carefully. Sometimes as you read about these people in these biographical stories, they didn't do it right. They did it wrong. And, you know, we learn from the mistakes of others. It's, it's a lot easier to learn from the mistakes of others than to learn from your own mistakes. That's called the school of hard knocks. So you read these biographical stories and you look at how these people handle these pressures. You think, my gracious, I want to learn from that person and that person and that person. So I don't do that. For example, let's just go to the first man and woman, Adam and Eve. Well, you say, what kind of pressures did they have? Well, God put them in the garden. He told them they could eat of any fruit in the garden except on this one tree. And what did they do? Well, the Bible says that uh, Eve looked at that tree and it looked like something desirable. And she gave into the pressure and she ate. She gave it to Adam and he ate. So here's a great example of God's first man and God's first woman. The pressure they had was whether to obey God or not. And they flunked. They made a zero. And each time we disobey God, we do the very same thing. You know, I think of Elijah. He's another, you know, tremendous story. Like in 1 Kings chapter 18, you remember the story where Elijah up on Mount Carmel and they had that showdown with those 450 prophets of Baal. It's a tremendous Bible story and how how he... conquer and not only conquered them, he killed all of them. But when you go to the very next chapter, <laughs> like, you know, Ahab, he went and told his wife Jezebel that Elijah had killed the 450 prophets of Baal. You remember that story? She said, well, send a messenger to Elijah and tell him by this time tomorrow, he'll be a dead man. Now, you know, that put pressure on you. If somebody has sent you word that by this time tomorrow, they're going to have you assassinated. Well, what did he do? Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 19, that he ran out in the wilderness and prayed and cried out to God that he die. Well, that's not a good way to handle life's pressures. And then I think of Jonah. God told Jonah to go down and get on a boat and go to Nineveh and preach the gospel. You remember that story? He goes to Joppa, he gets on a boat, but he doesn't go to Nineveh. Uh, he goes to Tarshish, the total opposite direction. So what did he do? He got under the pressure of doing what God said do, and he did not do well at that. And then I think of Simon Peter in the New Testament. You know somebody that really was under pressure. Remember when they took Jesus from uh, the Garden of Gethsemane to Caiaphas' house, and Peter followed along, the Bible says in Luke, at a distance, and some servant girls noticed Peter, and they said, hey, 
this guy's one of his followers. You know, three times he said, I don't know the man. Not me. So what he got under the pressure of fear of what would happen if he admitted he was one of Jesus' followers. And, and there again. So these examples, I'm encouraged to see that some of the best people in the Bible, when they got under real pressures, didn't do very well. Now, the best example in the Bible of how to handle life's pressures is Jesus. Wouldn't you agree with that? You know, I think about, you know, we don't think about Jesus having pressures. But now let me remind you, Jesus was all man as though he were not God. And he was all God as though he were not man. Now, the way they say that in seminary, they say he's the God-man. Well, that's right. But it's beyond my comprehension. But Jesus, the Bible says, was tempted to every point as are we, yet without sin. So when we talk about Jesus, we don't think about, we think, well, Jesus never had any pressures. Listen, Jesus in his earthly life had endless pressures. The demands on his time, unbelievable. Read the Gospels, you see it. He never really had much time for himself unless he withdrew early in the morning and would go and pray to God the Father. He was constantly interrupted. Sometimes just just constant interruption can be quite a pressure. Now, how did he do it? Well, I'll tell you how he did it. This is what's going to be good about our Bible time today. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and watch how Jesus handled life pressures that he dealt with, what he did, now I don't think he thought of them this way, but what he did, we would call, we would very simply call stress management principles. Now, I don't think Jesus thought about stress management principles, but he lived them. And, and let, let me suggest two or three in our little brief time today, because as you're going through pressures, what it may be, and there are just so many. I prayed with a, a mother last night, and John's dealing with the family as well, uh, 40-something-year-old son uh, yesterday or the day before, found him dead. And I called the mother and father to express my sympathy to pray with them. And I could just feel the, the life pressures that she was feeling. I had my visit with Margaret Saturday. And, you know, she's handling things as well. I mean, if you and I were in her situation right now, we'd, we'd be hopefully doing as well. But just, just the, the pressure of, am I going to be able to walk again? Am I going to be able to do all these things? Like most people that we as ministers are one-on-one deal with, not all, but most, certainly the majority, they're going through things. They're going through things. And these pressures can sometimes just, just have victory, and God has a better way. So let me mention some quick uh, life uh, stress management principles. Number one is, is know who you are. Know who you are. Now, Jesus, when you read the Gospels, <laughs> he knew who he was. He said it over and over in the Bible. He said, I'm the light of the world. He said, I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the son of God. I am the way and the truth and the life. Uh, so here's the deal. If you know who you are, you say, doesn't everybody know who they are? No. No, I don't think everybody. Sometimes I don't think I know who I am. Uh, we're all human. But if you know who you are, here's the deal. You will not try to do and not try to be who you're not. See, that's, you know, we, we see other people and we think, well, man, you know, if they, if they can do it, I can do it. Well, we just have to know. You just have to know. You, 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 number one, you, you stop trying to be all things to all people. You know, many people classify themselves as a pleaser. And all of us want to please people. 
But if you think you can please everybody all the time, you, you need to think about these stress management principles. You, you don't know who you are. Nobody can please all people all the time. You stop trying to do things you cannot do. Now, personal illustration at this point. My struggle with my knee surgery, and, and let, I'm not going into all my knee surgery. My, I, I didn't have bone on bone. I had a different issue that necessitated some different stuff. And, but, but, and the knee's fine. My problem is not my knee, even though it is some, it, it will be back. But my problem is my stamina, my stamina. You know, I've been blessed to have an abound, a, abundance of energy. I, I'm just, it doesn't make me stronger. doesn't make me better. I've just, I'm a guy that normally is up early. I just, and I just have a tank full of energy. Now, I get tired from time to time, but that's just who I am. Well, after this, like my stamina, of course, I, I mean, I, I understood, you know, it was going to be a little different. But it, something happened yesterday that really helped me. John was at a doctor's office yesterday. And in the course of his visit with this doctor, this doctor said, well, John, how's your dad doing with his knee replacement? And he said, well, you know, he's doing good. He, he's, uh, he said, really, his problem is not his knee replacement as much as it's his stamina. He, he does, his stamina never has come back very well. And here's what the doctor said to John. And John later called me and told me it made me feel much better. She said, John, you need to understand something. Had they put your dad or anybody else to sleep, and kept him asleep as long as he was asleep, had they not even replaced his knee, they just put him to sleep and let him stay like that about two and a half hours and wake him up finally. Uh, his stamina, he'll, he'll be a while getting his stamina back, so this is normal. Well, John called to tell me what the whole situation was, and I felt so much better about it. But, but here's, my, here's been my struggle. You know, after three weeks, I just decided it was time for me to, you know, get back to life, and I did, and I lasted about 15 minutes. That's how it was. Here last Tuesday was the first time I tried to preach standing up. I preached twice on a chair in the church. And into this thing last Tuesday, about, about two-thirds of the way, I knew I was in trouble. I, I, just, I, don't, have the, I don't have the stamina to, to keep going. But it'll, it'll come back. But, but, like you, so, but if you're a person who's always just been on the go and have a lot of stamina and energy and that kind of thing, <laughs> and all of a sudden that's not fair, and you can relate it to things you go through in life. I, I guess age would be another thing. I get so tired of hearing this. You need to understand you're, you're, you're going to be 81 years old in June I just want to say I well know my age. I don't need to be keep told my age. You, know, you don't kind of recover as quickly. Well, I've had to learn to let folks help me with things, and I've had to learn a lot of things, and I think it's kind of helped me a little bit manage the situation I am in. So, you know, I think we have to know who we are. But not only that, another stress management principle, and it's a very good one, is that is uh, you have to focus on one thing at a time. You know, Read the Gospels. Jesus was never distracted by other people or circumstances. I believe this. Distraction is one of the greatest tools of the devil. How he can distract us 
He can do it with people. He can do it with circumstance. He can do it with good things, whatever it might be. Well, you know, there's old saying, you, you can't catch two jackrabbits at once. You have to focus on one at a time. And so I'm saying this, a good stress management principle is what? Focus on one thing at a time. Like at this moment, I'm focusing on Tuesday Bible lunch, and I have two minutes to go. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm not focusing on the meeting I'm going to at 1.30. I'll focus on that at 1.30. And I just encourage you, you know, if you just try to focus on everything, it, it just is it's not a good thing. And then another, uh, know where you're going. Now, Jesus knew where he was going. Jesus said, you know, where I came from, I know, and where I'm going, I know. The old black evangelist, E.V. Hill, and I quoted this to Margaret Saturday in my visit. He had an old saying that just always stuck with me. He would just simply say, this ain't it. Y'all get it? Whatever you're going through in life, folks, let me tell you something. This ain't it. E.V. Hill is right. We're going to a better place. Amen. And we're one day going to have perfect bodies none of us now have. And it's just going to be God and glory forever. And that is so helpful to me. You know, here's what I've learned in life. It, it, I'm still learning. But when I'm spiritually healthy and life pressures come, I do pretty well. But if I am at a time in my life where I'm spiritually parched and life pressures come, I don't do very well. That said, I want to encourage you. See, we never know when they're going to come. We never know when they're going to come. Two nights ago, that mother I prayed with had no idea the next day her son would be dead, 40-something years of age. We just never know. So what do you do? You be prepared for whatever comes. I like what David said. He said, well, I'm overwhelmed. I alone, God alone knows the way I should turn. And Father, that's so true. And we find that in your word. So God, help us, whatever we go through in life, God, help us be prepared. Help us to do the things we must do so we'll never be spiritually parched, whatever comes. Now, bless each one here. And God, I pray it'll be a good end of the week. And as they celebrate we all do Sunday, Mother's Day. I pray it will be a good day. In Jesus' name, amen.